interesting weekend but you know how was your weekend it's good laid back didn't do a whole lot just relaxing mm-hmm. yeah. visited mom and you know got oh. some stuff done yeah, around the house and teens. Time. what about you Lex? how was your weekend oh my weekend was amazing uh went to the read live uh, oh how was that that was great it was at the warner theater downtown dc um not far from um African American Museum. It was really dope. So shout out to Kid Fury and Chris. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. Great show. They always put on a good show. Yeah, they do. So I was unfortunately working most of the weekend. Oh no. <laughs> uh-uh. um, like your job job? Yeah. My, oh. my regular job. <laughs> um, we're coming up against a big deadline. Um, the day of this recording is actually what my deadline was. I was really pushing to get it done. So I'm definitely glad to be relaxing. Although I was able to get, um, link up with a friend of mine who was in town from the um, West Coast. Oh, okay. He's pretty cool. He's a um, craft beer connoisseur. Ooh, I love oh. craft so, beer. So um, I met up with him at a Black Brothers who love craft beer or something like that. I just know it was a whole bunch of black oh, men okay. with featuring a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of black owned craft brewery now were they black black or like the oreo black they were black black as far as i can tell like were they black black like they listen to boosie black or were they black so so the event that the event that we went to was a hip-hop oh and brady black beer craft um (laughs) tasting so they were playing everything from like snap music to like old school hip-hop to current day stuff oh dope yeah cool. it was really nice and they were getting it this guys were they were getting it in. so it was oh, pretty fun awesome. it was a good time oh good yeah good. cool and that was what saturday friday night oh friday night oh and i worked friday all nights. day saturday <laughs> unfortunately so speaking of this weekend though did you guys watch the BET Awards? most definitely yep <laughs> of course had to be there, had to be there. okay yeah. so i have to ask what was your your best moment of the award show? Mm, that's gonna take me to Drew. You wanna kick it the off? The best moment? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I did like um, Regina Hall's intro with nice. the with the uh, with the go go stuff. Now I'm not a fan of go go. You know, I'm not. I'm not from Drew. this area, Rich. Oh no. Yeah, sorry to oh, sorry to disappoint no. you, brother. I mean, but. I'm not from the area either, but I love. <laughs> Go nah, go. not me. Don't mute DC. I'm not gonna lie. It took me some getting used to when I first came to the area about go-go. It did. For me too. Yeah. It took me a minute. It's not so much because the music is so different. I'm from the Baltimore area, y'all might know, mm-hmm. and I grew up around club music. Yeah. So it's definitely a lot different. <laughs> go-go is a lot different than club music. So yeah. first, it took some getting used to. And I love club music over um over go-go. But that wasn't my uh, favorite moment though. My favorite moment because I'm a New Yorker. Uh-huh. Um, Mary J. Blige's uh, musical oh. set, 
Now, it went on a, a little too long for, for my liking. I was like, yo, it's like about 40 minutes, 40, 45 minutes I set. But you know what, though? It. it brought me back. And then, but my favorite parts were when she brought out Method Man and um, Little Kim yeah. to, to kind of remind us, you know, uh, who did it best, you know? And I, yeah. I enjoyed every second of it. So Same that was here. my favorite. That was, that was my favorite too. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Like I was in my my living room on my couch jamming like I was there in real life. Me too. <laughs> and that was actually probably the first time any award show I've ever seen that I wished I was there in person because yeah. I wanted to be there to feel the vibe, to feel what everyone was feeling in the audience. Oh, no, she was lit. giving us a show. Yeah, and, and they all look good too. You know, yeah. th th like they still look good. And I so. love the all white too. Oh yeah. That's her signature. You know, she had to bring it back mm. to the nine nine and two thousand. <laughs> Yeah. Now you know she had a little bit of uh, some some struggle notes there, sounding a little Keisha Coleish to me. But I mean, but that might be the audio equipment because mm -mm. it seemed like some of the some of the performances were struggling, um, sound wise. And you I was know, kind of like, well, we can they not hear each other? Or can themselves because maybe she ate something with dairy, y'all. And if you're a singer, you know you can't anything with dairy mm. or you mm. know. Come on, she had been sitting there all night, but. She definitely delivered the moves and the antics that I like. Yeah, so. yeah. Her first, that first song or two, you could tell she was, a, she was a little rusty. First of all, why did they not give her enough time to get changed? I know. Oh, <laughs> She's fixing her clothes and yeah. she was coming out. You know out. she got like, arthritis, too. I was so, like, you know, she Took her a minute. <laughs> Y'all couldn't have done some, did some kind of song. She coming in here fixing her clothes. I'm like, girl. But also, fixing her girdle? Fixing her, oh. like she was like pulling her shorts up and oh. like readjusting things. I was like, did well, not give you time to get dressed? I think ultimately, <laughs> I think they played that video from Diddy, which I really didn't need, but they um, they played it, <laughs> they played it, and I was like, I think that was the time that she was supposed to use to get dressed, but oh, yeah, it wasn't enough it, time. It, it wasn't. Enough yeah, as time. you can tell, she was not ready when she walked out on stage. I was like, oh. <laughs> but I think that also too, I think that you need to go through that and like run throughs. Like it could have been a time where maybe her dancers could have just danced to backgrounds of a classic song yeah. and it was like mary needs longer to get dressed because but it's like or TV. if she had um backup singers for them to like sing start singing the chorus yeah. a little bit yeah mm -hmm. staying on mary um kind of going going back uh, prior to her uh actually performing her her hit singles um i didn't feel uh rihanna's um her tribute oh, yeah everything it, leading up to it yeah it kind of felt like she they either asked her at the very last minute to do it or it just didn't it just didn't seem like it genuine to, yeah it didn't it, it didn't you know who i, I think know. she really should have did it i think missy should have did it i or, don't know what i don't know or what diddy it. himself because he yeah. was sitting in the audience like why not have diddy get up there and like say something you know yeah yeah he was right there he was right there jamming with uh rihanna yeah but you know sometimes i think like it's probably like the political stuff that goes on behind the scenes like let's get rihanna up on the stage but that's a question right, i didn't think of, i didn't think about that i mean because i did realize that it didn't sound as heartfelt it felt to me awkward when i was it was hearing very it. awkward and Tell i was like city. and i was like do they even know each other because that's how it came across to me i was like yeah because yeah. usually you try to get someone that they have a connection they, with or at least had kim do it i see i yeah. thought because that in the beginning in the beginning when sure. mc light said kim's name i was like oh she's probably going to present mary yeah with the thing but when that i realized that rihanna did i was like oh she's probably gonna yeah I mean, they're best friends. Like the three of them, Diddy, Mary, and uh, Kim. They're um, they're very oh, good friends. And Missy, that's what I said. Oh yeah, Missy. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Because in Lil Kim's No Matter What video, it's oh yeah, it's, it's Mary it's all, and Missy, yep, so they yep, know each other the three of them. back in the day. But it was cool. It was, it was, an, it was a nice little Mary set, you know. It was. So let's start from the top to the bottom. Oh yeah. Just getting into it. So it, um, as Drew mentioned earlier, it start the show opened 
um, for those who didn't get a chance to see it, with a beautiful tribute to all things that were DC. Don't mute DC. I yeah. lived yeah. just all of the the anecdotes, all the, you been to Heinz Point? What's that like? <laughs> Is that a club? Get the fuck out of here. I was like, yo. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> two people do front like they've been to Heinz Point. You ain't been to Heinz Point. Go away. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> But yeah, the, the go-go with Sugar Bear and EU, James Frank, Rare Essence, so all of that. Yeah. I love the ode to Beyonce's Homecoming. Homegrown. Homegrown is what yeah. they call it. But I love the ode to it. And honestly, something I was thinking about, I was like, you see how much better and well-received well the BET intro was, even though it clearly bit off of Beyonce's Homecoming mm-hmm. compared to Taylor Swift's rendition I of it. I wish she didn't mention that. Un- unseasoned uh, <laughs> Purdue. <laughs> I mean, I had to because it's kind of like I knew what was going to happen. Is I, I saw the homegrown that was last night on the BT Awards, mm-hmm. and just how you could tell it was a nod to Beyonce, but it wasn't trying to do what she did. No, I mean, yeah. no one can do what she did. And that's, I mean, but you could tell they were clearly not trying to do what she did. Versus Taylor Swift, who, who did it and pretending like. See, but. But <laughs> she pretended like that was her idea the whole time. But the time. thing with no uh, people like Taylor Swift, they're they are culture vultures, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. Yeah. And and she knew what she was doing when she did that. I think it was at the uh, Billboard Awards, right, or something. Yeah. Where she did that I little fake. Watch. I just saw the clip. Hometown like, uh, performance. I just saw the clip of uh, the video clip of what she was doing. I was like, first Yeah, of she all, just looked ridiculous. Your band is trash. not on beat. Yeah, she was ridiculous. I was like, how do you have a band that? If you've seen beat? the new Toy Story four, trash. Trash. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, there's, no, a part, there's a part in no, a part in the um in the oh. film where one of the I haven't seen it yet, but keeps, I, no, Toy Story four is amazing. I was like, that's on my is list it really? To okay. Amazing. But, um, Could there be a part five? But no, I don't want to. No, I, listen, I don't, I don't. We don't need a part five. Don't we didn't need a part three or four. No, so, I mean, facts. no. Listen, when you see part four, you're gonna be like, okay, I, I really didn't need this. It maybe could have gone to Netflix and I'd have been okay, but I'm glad that everything is closing out. But, okay. Um, I really enjoyed uh, the Go Go. Um, I, I love that she used uh, that platform to really promote such a strong thing that's going in, something that affects each of us mm-hmm. sitting here. Especially the um, hashtag. Yes, and then she used that was a nice touch. It was. And because um, you got to think about that. it, um, when people don't live, they don't know what's going on. So I think it opened up people's minds. Like, yeah, it's a lot of things going on in DC that used to be predominantly black. Not that to affected. mention, yeah, she mentioned my alma mater. Howard University in Mecca. Speaking of that, I did not know Billy Ray Cyrus went to. Oh, he didn't. That was a joke. <laughs> oh, they ran with that shit Wait, like you, the you whole. Billy Ray no, Cyrus dead ass. I'm, I'm dead ass. I really thought, and I'm like, yo, this dude really went to Howard. That was his way. That was her way of saying we accept him into the culture. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I took that as. Mm-hmm. When you say uh, Howard's own, I was like, she got to stop. Well, I don't we, know his. We, we gotta be. We gotta stop being so quick to be giving out these tickets to right, cookout because you know what. When these people decide that they don't want to eat our, you know, our sweet potato pie, they want to go back to eating, you know, unseasoned potato salad or whatever. With raisins in it. With raisins in it, then we'd, we'd be offended. Yeah, like his daughter. She's problematic. Exactly. But guess what? There's another HBC that wasn't mentioned. There sure was. UDC. I so shout out to UDC. Listen, I banged Oh, I totally out. missed that. Yeah. There's another HBC called UDC. They didn't talk about it, but so, UDC is a University HBCU. District Columbia. Shout out to y'all. Hmm. <laughs> But no, I loved it. I, I, it was amazing. The Goku, the doing the butt, like that's everything. And then like if, bringing Taraji on yeah, stage. Yeah, and then it was like, <laughs> and then it's like you captured not even only the Gogo, but if you're a fan of School Days, you also know that that's a major um part in School Days is when everyone is doing the butt at the dance, 
So it was like seeing mm-hmm. two different mergings of a culture. I, I love it. And you can see Taraji was in her uh, her element. For sure. She was. She I was like, there. you can't say DC and I forgot Taraji. Taraji, yeah. You know, Taraji yeah. is also alum of Power University along with Sean Puff Daddy Combs or whatever he goes by these days. Did he graduate? Yeah. Puff. I mean, burner, burner. Um, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't graduate. Because I think at that time it was when L.A. Reid picked him up, I think. And then that's when Diddy started his whole. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So after the opening, went into uh, what baby was it? It's Dub Baby. Dub Baby. Listen, my baby's with the baby. There are too many babies. There's a lot of babies. I'm tired of the babies. There was only a, one dub baby. It's like quadruplets There was like a year where there was nothing but littles. There was like little, little this, little that. And I was like, who are these people? And now yeah. we have all these babies. <laughs> so. But you know what, though? I didn't know like 75% of the people what? that either performed or presented. Oh, wow. Some of them, I, I mean, I knew them. Some of the performers. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew their song. So when the song came out, I was like, oh, that's who mm-hmm. sung that. Um, but I didn't necessarily know who the artist was by name. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lizzo, I knew that song, but I didn't know that, that was her. That Can we talk about Lizzo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. I enjoyed it because I, I, I love Lizzo, I love but it. I just couldn't get over the, um, the attire of choice. What toilet paper? Yeah, she thought she was wearing like a whole deep end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, toilet paper. Like she was like swaddled in a in a quilt. Hey, but I love that. I appreciate. Oh, I mean, I love, she's trying to be funny. I love that Lizzo uh, embraces her body. And yeah, she's, she's very about, confident. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And she was playing the flute and that was working dope. like that was dope. And staying on beat and didn't miss like Lizzo was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love she did that. That was a great performance. Mm-hmm. It was. That was one of my other favorite ones. Was Lizzo um, performance. Mm-hmm. But before Lizzo, I think uh, would y'all see the performance by Lil Nas X? Oh. That was after Lizzo, wasn't it? No, it was no, before. No, yeah, when yeah, he had his bird chest out. He tried. He knew yeah. he was nervous. He doesn't. I don't think he's as practiced being a performer yet, and I understand that because he went from a Twitter sensation to somehow getting a record deal, which is how he got launched into the record deal. Was because of, he was a Twitter sensation. Yeah. Um, so you can tell that he's just a little, a little awkward, but poor baby. A, l- a little green, a little fresh, but I mean, I don't mind it. He's capitalizing off this moment. It he's may not last forever, so. In terms of like his marketing and stuff, you yeah. can tell he's using, he knows social media and he's using it to his advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing a great job at that. But the thing with him is that I feel like <clears throat> now he's boxed himself in a little bit to mm-hmm. sticking to this hip hop country genre i think it's fresh you know i like i like old town road you know i think it's a you know it's a bop but i think moving forward folks are going to want to look i think folks are going to look forward to something a little bit different from him and i'm not too sure if he has that versatility in his bag for that only thing is i don't think he thought much further than old town road but you always gotta i mean come on now like when you're in the industry like you gotta have something Talk See, no, I agree. He's not in the industry. I agree that he you should. stumbled upon it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he like you should uh-huh. be thinking two, three steps ahead so you have stuff in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he expected to what happened to him to have happened to him. Mm-hmm. Because you imagine like what got his name on my Billy radar. Not really. It was before then. It was when they tried to kick him off the the hundred um, the billboard for because they didn't think his song was country. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what that's yeah, what yeah, put that's him on my radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's after that, that's when Billy Ray Cyrus came to his defense. He was just like, oh, it's not country enough. Let me hop on the track right quick to put it back on the billboard for, for country. Oh, uh, so he he originally was not on the track? Nope. That oh. was on, um, Billy Ray Cyrus is on the remix. 
Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. Now it makes sense. For sure. Okay. And it's funny because, like, well before all that controversy happened, he had tweeted out that he wanted him to be on the track. And then the controversy happened, and, you know, Black Twitter did what Black Twitter does. Yep. And next we thing do. you know, Billy Ray Cyrus just, like, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> so now I see why he's invited to the cookout. Yeah. Got it. He, he pretty much doubts for him, Temporary, which was lit. We'll <laughs> so then after, so we kind of skipped around a little bit, but um, after Lil Nas X was Lizzo, which we talked about, and then, of course, was Mustard in the Migos with Pure Water. What you guys think about that performance? I liked it. I like Migos. Yeah, I mean, at, at first I wasn't sold on them, but yeah, I mean, now they've gotten better performance yeah. wise. Uh, yeah. When they first came out, they were trash, you know, performance wise. I mean, yeah. They still need some work. They're not no, the most entertaining. They still need a lot of work, yeah. But Although, um, we missed Cardi's intro. Yeah, I was just about to say we skipped over Cardi. Oh, we did. That completely. was at the very, very beginning. <laughs> she opened missed, the show, didn't she? Missed, yeah, she did. Before okay. the. But I think I was so excited about the DC stuff. <laughs> You're right, we did. But, yeah. like, um, seeing Offset do his own solar thing that was actually kind of lit with the with the choreography it was yeah. better than what he is. i think he was break dancing or something right i don't yeah, know he what was, he was doing you just he was doing that little thing out the step up movie <laughs> where he was, and he dropped yeah. his shoulders yeah and it was kind of chris brown i can transform yeah not quite but then, I, I got what yeah, you're saying yo, 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 you know, and, then, and then you had cardi and she's like, <laughs> but you know what though? She, she, uh, she lip synced that whole performance. I love her energy though. It's like, yeah, it was dope. But like, you could tell that that she wasn't. Yeah, she lip synced. Yeah. She could wear so your own socks too. You got Because you could tell the difference between her and Kim's. Like Kim was winded, but I think, but I attribute little Kim. Hers was live, but she got winded but i think that's partly due to maybe her age and she was tired bro she a little bit cardi wasn't the only one we'll get to that performance later because there's another performer who you could clearly tell with lip sync as far as rapping Ooh. yes Ooh. the other baby oh who's baby there's more than one baby there's that more than one baby i get them mixed up so i call them the babies <laughs> she, yeah she calls them the babies oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't the one in the red because it wasn't that baby it was the no. other baby he I, was lip i don't know <laughs> who y'all talking about yeah. drew's like what i'm lost man i was looking at him i was like there's an echo and i looked at him i was like you're not on the same oh you lip singing but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know i think really i'll be honest with y'all there needs to be um a vetting out process because also if y'all notice with sit with city girls we'll see girl young women when yeah. young myrtle beach performed I could tell that she was um, winded, or maybe like something was going on, and then, then tr- the transition didn't make any sure sense. Sure, she had gas. I don't know. I just, it's just, and she was hungry for like a two piece or something. It was just not memorable. It Her performance make, was not memorable it, at all. She looked like she didn't want to be up there. Well, then really. also that, and then I also think about like, well, where was the budget? Like, because if Cardi was there, or maybe Cardi didn't want to change again, because you had Cardi there to do the song with her. It could have been like a real lit moment of the night. Get some twerkers up there. That's a yeah, good but point. then. That's a really good Yeah, point. Cardi was there, like, and they had the dancers, so I was like, was this done on purpose to just transition two artists at the same time? But But let's be um, honest. I mean, Young Miami is not the the best performer, mm-hmm. but the thing is is that she's also pregnant too, so I really doubt she was gonna be up there twerking with, with Cardi. Beyonce and Cardi were pregnant. Which is why full Right, which is why I prefaced <laughs> what I said with she's not the greatest performer. So yeah, being so. pregnant and also not being a great performer. Sure. Boom, big saying, mishap. Yeah. So that's why I said what I said. I said what I said. What you I said? Some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and of course, we already talked about it shortly thereafter was the Rihanna Mary J. Blige. First of all, we didn't touch on this before, but I love how Mary J. Blige did her own tribute. 
Oh yeah, she's like, I'm the queen. She said, I'm this, she said I'm that. y'all not gonna sing for me. Y'all not gonna butcher this. And honestly, <laughs> after that performance that she put on, I don't think anybody else could have nah. done that. Nah. Because that was nah. great. I'm trying to think who you would actually get to go up there. I mean, I guess Fantasia was in it. See, Fantasia would have put so much soul into it, it would have become it wouldn't a Fantasia have been right. song. It wouldn't have been the same. Yeah, it wouldn't have been right. She um, performed too, didn't she? She did. Yeah, she was like a gospel uh, Kelly Price stripper. Was, I think Kelly Price might would have hit the tone we were looking for. Kelly Price? Yeah, Kelly Price was there. What do you think? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, it's, after seeing... It's hard to go back and be like, who no. could have done it after seeing what she did? <laughs> And you can tell halfway through, Auntie Auntie was tired. She was uh, Auntie tired. Auntie Mary was like, "Yeah, them Henny shots I took a few hours ago hitting." And I understand <laughs> the feeling, but um, she was like, "Yeah." yeah she gave us a good up. two minutes of um, full out choreo choreography, <laughs> and then she was just like doing like the two step thrust. Doing her granny bops. She was. I can. I, that's all I was asking for was, "Are we gonna get, get I can love you with Lil Kim?" And we got it. As soon as that beat dropped, I was like, "Here it go." Uh, and, and when you notice, like, the crowd went wild when Kim came out. Like, she, like anytime she's featured on, a, on an award show where she pops out, like, the whole place just erupts. But that, you know, that's a testament to, to who she is, you she's know. She's iconic. Yeah. She's an icon There's herself. Like Shout out him. to Brooklyn. Nobody we always in the building. <laughs> 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 so then after the Mary J. Blige epic performance, um, we had the Exonerated Five, H.E.R., and Y.B.N. come out. Yes. What do you think about just bringing that part down? Because I know there was a whole little section. What do you think about the Exonerated Five introducing H.E.R.? Is it H.E.R. or her? Well, no, it's, it's her, and then it's featuring. Um, no, I'm talking about how you say her, how to say the artist's name. So I've been saying H.E.R. It's her. Her. Mm-hmm. You've been saying H.E.R. Yeah, because she got dots in between H. Dot E. Dot R. Dot. I don't know what the acronym stands for. Yeah, but. Why? I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> no, no, I'm just gonna say her. Um, so I like the set, I like the performance, but it was just a weird for me. It's just me personally. I just felt it was such a weird moment to have them um, introduce her, her literally, like her. Like it was for me, they deserve a bigger moment than that, or maybe they deserve maybe a little section where. Um, there was a montage of things that's been going on in the country and you know some we could have shown some ups and downs but showing this was a success story how these boys are able to make it out um it was great to see them the now exonerated five um but it just felt a little weird and maybe it felt weird because she's still such a new artist so like maybe if it was a legend or something or maybe if it was like Patti LaBelle singing a ode to whatever it would have come off different but it came off like you got these men that been through so much introducing this artist that's that's been out here for a long time, but yeah. mainstream wise has only been out in in popping for a while, so it just came off a little weird to me. That's all. I mean, yeah. for me, it wasn't so much about um, who the artist was. Mm-hmm. It was just the way that they kind of threw them in as a oh by the way. It was more like they were there to accentuate what hers performance was and about, it should have been about them mm-hmm. yeah that's what i yeah that's what i didn't like yeah. yeah so i completely get what you're saying because mm-hmm. it was because it, it, it could have been it doesn't matter who the performer was was i think we all would, would not have been happy how that went down yeah, yeah. or felt a way about it um because they did deserve more shine like the way they gave well attempted to give we'll get there <laughs> the way they attempted to give nipsey his shine oh. they should have 
I was going to say that, but I'm glad for. you said that oh, we'll we, get we, there. We are going to get there. So, so I'll, I'll, <laughs> We're not I'll, there yet, but we will get there. <laughs> I'll, I'll reserve my uh, commentary on the uh, Exonerated Five when we get to okay. Nipsey's mama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So then after that, the Exonerated Five and the Her and YBN performance, mm-hmm. although, which, by the way, I think the performance was great. I enjoyed the performance, but... Yeah, I just it was. But you know, I got real Love Jones vibes. You didn't get the Love Jones vibes, but you that's her. No, that no, I, her. no, I loved it. No, I love Love Jones. That's what I'm saying. I loved it. That's you how know. her whole album is. Do you know what I I liked? And I don't know if we have that um kind of on our radar, but right before uh the commercials come, um they have like the new artist spotlights. Mm-hmm. There's this guy that I just didn't know about before named Lucky Day. What song was he performing? I don't remember. I, I just remember downloading it to my... Uh, was it good? To my, oh, yeah. He's very smooth. Lucky Day. Just, mm-hmm. um, check him out. It's L-U-C-K-Y Day, D-A-Y-E. Um, I downloaded it today, man. Good. Some smooth music. Oh, yeah. So definitely check that out, everybody. Lucky Day. You make a note of that, so I can do that for myself. Yeah. It's just interesting, too. Like, just to piggyback off what Drew said... It is kind of interesting to see, like, and like you said, behind the scenes, we know a lot of things go on as to why they pick the performers that they do. But I was like, you know, I would have loved to see maybe like a Gold Link performance, just like you know. I would have loved that too. I would have loved to see um, it's just different per- different performers that are out here. That's not like I would have loved to see Division because they have two iconic, oh, yeah. two iconic albums, whatever you want to call them, two masterpieces that. I just feel like the fact that it hasn't graced the BET stage set is just a disappointment. September 5th, and then the second album as well, it escapes my mind at this moment, but it's amazing. And, um, yeah. While we're here on the dated albums, did y'all hear Adele's coming out with an album? What? What? Hey, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. I think it's this week. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure her, her most recent album is dropping. Would you hear that? It's coming out this week? It's, I'm pretty it's sure. coming out this week, or mm-hmm. she's... Yo, it's gonna be crazy. It's probably gonna deal all the problems. But you know what? Though? I, I can't. It's gonna be twenty nine. I can't listen to Adele when I'm in a mood because, like, she just amplifies it. Like, if I'm feeling down, <laughs> man, she just amplifies like my sadness. She does. So sure. that means you don't like Amy Winehouse either. Mm-mm. Oh, I, I love Amy rest Winehouse. in peace, Amy. Re- Amy, yeah. Rest in peace. I know your spirit is out there in the world somewhere, but rest you in are peace, Bun. Amazing. Amy Winehouse, like, uh, back to, uh, just love Amy Winehouse. But mm. what did you find over there, Neeks, is coming out this week? Yes, I'm still looking out for the date. Oh, okay. But as soon as I find it, I'll definitely let you know. Meantime, what did you guys think about uh, Regina's, just her whole, um, like, the job that she did? I thought she was funny as hell. I think she was amazing. At first, like, I was like, you know, because the host kind of is the lead of the show. Like, if the host... Is whack, kind of like the DJ at a club. If the host is whack, whole thing gonna be it's garbage. Just, it's just garbage, trash. And I was hoping that she didn't. Which is what I hate, like that some people come out with like a monologue. I'm glad they didn't go that route mm-hmm. because sometimes it can fall flat because sometimes you don't know the crowd. You don't yeah. know what kind of mood they've been in. And if you ever been to one of these shows, like sometimes you be sitting in your seat for hours, hours before dude. the show starts. Like, hours. If the show starts at eight, sometimes you need to be in your seat by six, depending on whatever yeah. the situation is. Sometimes five. 
and I like how she's so current too, because mm-hmm. she even had like a like a clip of Fifty Cent wanting his mm-hmm. money from her. So she kind of like incorporated all of that, you know, into her whole um, hosting gig. That and her um, her little skit with uh, Marseille Martin from yeah. uh, Blackish. Man, that was cute. Man, yo, I love them, man. Yo, Regina's mad funny. Like she has a dry sense of humor, but like her shit is actually funny. She is. Um, yeah. She is. I would love to see a movie actually between um between Regina and Taraji. Do, do they have any movies that they done, done together as a lead? Or I don't old, think so. What Taraji and, and Regina? I don't think they do. No. If y'all would cast them two in, in a movie, what would it be? And please don't say like a remake of like Baps or something. No, right. Um, <laughs> I would love to see them in a girls trip too. That would be funny. Yeah. That would be well, maybe not Taraji though. But like, if they go to, for example, because I think Xavier and I maybe we had um (laughs) 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 we uh we had I think some conversations in the past about what a girls trip too would look like. Mm And people, of course, you don't... The thing about sequels is that you can't redo the same chemistry that you did the first time. It's going to get old. So they did Essence Fest. What did they do to Homecoming? That would be dope. Almost like a Howard. No, no, no. Fam you. Remember, because in the movie, they went to Fam fam. Oh, okay. Or or maybe like another fictitious um, HBC. Any HBCU. But then, like, that way, Taraji could be coming as a classmate that they hung out with but wasn't part of the friend group. But, all right, so here's the thing with that. Um, If they do that... See how, how real the first girl strip came off? Because they filmed it during the actual Essence Fest. Mm-hmm. So you felt that if they do a homecoming, it has to be at a real HBC homecoming. Otherwise, yeah. it'll come off like, y'all contrived this damn homecoming in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> We'd be able to tell. Like, yeah. we needed to feel the same exact way. The real traffic, the real... Well, you know... Oh, that was know. the HBO show. I was about to say, well, you know, like, two weeks ago, um, part of DC was shut down because they were filming a show. Yeah. They won't hmm. tell us what it Details was, and I've seen things shut down periodically over time. Like for one time, they shut down Union Station. But you know, they, I was they like, shut down um, um, her showing with that whole strip when they were filming um, Wonder Woman. You know, they filmed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they filmed Wonder Woman. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. New York's it? not the only one who sees people on the street. So I did find it. It was on Paper Magazine that posted a um, screenshot of what was allegedly Adele's Instagram account saying mm-hmm. six twenty one. And that's where I saw it. And I was like, wait, Adele's coming out new music? But of course, you know, the 21st was on last Friday. And so it's fake. So it's fake. Oh, you got me hyped. You're giving me blue balls uh, for Adele. I thought it was this week. I apologize. Oh, but I saw it so, and I was so like, yo, Adele's coming out with new music? I was like, because Adele's one of those artists too that can. Yeah. Just one of those artists. Don't do that she, again. I apologize. That wasn't nice. Oh. I apologize. Move on then so we won't <laughs> re- keep revisiting this. So after um, getting back to the BET Awards, after um, the her performance, Taraji presents Tyler Perry with his Ultimate Icon Award. Well, <sighs> what? Okay, so first, before we get <laughs> deep breath, I was like, I know he got a lot to say. Right, so for, first, before we get into that, we were bombarded all episode with hey, BET coming out with streaming. Oh, you only did streaming. Oh, they did streaming, and it's like. Okay, I guess I must have blocked that out because I don't remember seeing oh, a single this, thing. No, it was oh, the BT Plus. Did you see it? Every, yeah. every commercial was like, and we got all your plays, mm-hmm. and we got all your favorite movies like Acrimony, mm-hmm. where we can't figure out how Taraji got on the boat. We got all those That's movies. a real question. How did she get I still haven't seen that movie. It's terrible. Don't waste your time. Don't. Yeah, I heard it was very bad. The only time people back. watch it at this point in time, so they're trying to figure out. to see how bad it is. No, not to figure out what the boat part is. Because when you see that scene about the boat, you're really going to be like, how did she get on the boat? It's no explanation at all. It's like, did they leave the water? Like, it's no She just popped up on the boat. 
twice. And the twice. boat was like in the middle of the water? Yes, they and were on the honeymoon. The ocean. They were on the honeymoon. And it's like, here go Taraji, dressed in all white. With a new, with a new wet and wavy wig. And she got a gun. I was like, how'd you know the boat? And, and she was dry? Yeah. yeah. So she obviously didn't swim there, so. I was like, how did well, you Can't she swim? I don't know. We'll never know. The world will never know. <laughs> so, I was just like, so were, were you hiding in the, like, where were you hiding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, it didn't make sense. No one understands where she came from. So she presented him with the award. Listen, his speech. What was the name of the award? It said Icon some. Ultimate Icon Award. Ultimate, ultimate Icon. And and truly, I mean, honestly, he is an icon. He definitely works. For the Chitlin circuit. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I that's mean, that's a brand. And also for the black churches who love the plays. And I would say, not even though, like, granted, you can take what you want from his more recent content. Because mm-hmm. his original content was really, really good. It was. Yeah. It was very good. So, like, again, his original, his more recent content may not be, you know, up to par. Because it feels like he's just kicking him out to kick him out. Yeah, these but, last two... Acrimony and Family Funeral or... or family Feud? Medea. Oh. <laughs> that was terrible. Family Funeral, which we thought Medea was going to die. Was it Family Funeral or Medea's Funeral? It was Medea's Funeral. You said Family Funeral. No, like it is everybody funeral. died. No. No, it was Family Funeral, right? It was Family Something Funeral. Something Funeral. Because oh. Medea didn't die. Medea didn't die, though. But we that's her last. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh. But that's her last. It's supposed to be the last um, time we see Medea. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. But the thing about him is, like, even, like, content aside, mm. his story is really amazing. Which is why he has him as a person. As a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. His story is amazing. But then I also think about too. I don't know. It's like okay, and tell me if y'all feeling this. I think sometimes in our community we have such a loyalty to certain people that we sometimes it's hard when we have to criticize them. But we're all human and we all have flaws. You know, it's almost like when people are afraid to criticize Oprah, but Oprah's still human, just like Mm -hmm. just like we are, and we bleed. Sometimes you make certain mistakes. I think he does employ a lot of people, but sometimes I do, um, when you see everything is written or produced by him, sometimes mm-hmm. you wonder, well, this was going in there. Even, we'll even go back to Acrimony. Mm-hmm. He wrote, produced, and directed it. What if somebody else, he had let just hand the pen over like midway? Because the movie, I mean, it was, good. it was flowing good, but you just think like, maybe this film or maybe this TV show or maybe this stage play needed someone else's um, ideas or their skills in it. And I get that if you put let them do it, then they get a cut of the profits. But I do think he's reached a level in his career where he can kind of hand the reins over. It's amazing talent out here. It's people that move to California and they have scripts in hand ready to go. And I just think that if you have the opportunity to give somebody, I, you I know, he. Wait. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, go sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say he might be at that point. You know, we don't know what he's doing behind the scenes uh-huh. in terms of like mentorship. So maybe he's moving in that direction in terms of slowly taking taking a step back and he he's well, he's maybe starting with with the acting bit to mm-hmm. kind of kind of just kind of you know be behind the scenes a little bit well, yeah because i did see did y'all see in the commercial it's like two new shows coming out mm-hmm. is that on bt um yeah i think yeah. in the fall right it's two, two i don't shows. watch bt much <laughs> it's two shows coming don't out that he is on um, that he's him and lean away from, i think it's on lean away shows in the mix too um and you're right it possibly but it's just like um i feel like the transition and and if it's going to be on BET for it to resonate with us, it's going to have to have some new writers. Well, I think, like, mm-hmm. so one of the things that Taraji touched on, which I can give definitely give mm-hmm. um, Tyler Perry credit for, is that he gave black actors a chance. Yes. When they were, in a time where there wasn't a chance. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now that he has created this way, because now you think about it, like, the people who have started with him, mm-hmm. 
have now launched on to have more successful careers because now they can say, I was paid this for this role. I deserve this. I don't, I'm not getting a penny less. Mm-hmm. And now they can demand that because until you've been paid that, they're kind of like, why do you deserve it? But So we did that for them. And I think like now, actually going back to what you were saying, Xavier, mm-hmm. about you know taking a step back and give other people a chance now is the time to give other black producers a chance give other black directors a chance because black directors are also very hard to come by yeah and i'm gonna say this too because you know because somebody needed as i say somebody needs to hear um when you come across talent stop asking them to submit their work to you um and that you'll look it over and give them your opinion on because let me tell you you know how many ideas have been stolen once you, when you yep. submit it, you, mm-hmm. and think about it, if you meet someone that you look up to a lot and they're saying, you know what, send me your script, email you, like, if they have a whole team of lawyers, as we have our resident lawyer here, if they have a whole team of lawyers here, if they're able to copyright it or whatever, do with, with your words and your thoughts and stuff that you set at your computer doing, mm-hmm. if I, in my opinion, what I would do if I were you, I would definitely publish it on some type of um, website or something, some form out there so it's out in the world so that if you should ever see your work someplace else, you'd be like, no this already existed because sometimes a lot in the industry people be like oh yeah send me over your script or send me over your pitch your idea to me and then you'll see it and you know it's just funny stuff like yeah. that that you don't want your own people your own black people or whatever you know and they will to do, do it too they will, they they'll do it to you they'll so the thing it. is like I'm not going to dive into it. This is what I do for a living, so I'm very passionate about it. And we're so lucky to have you, Nick, <laughs> yes. for real. But, like, <laughs> but even though, like, for example, you send someone your work and they take it and make it their own, yeah. you still have other copyright to that work mm-hmm. because it is yours originally. You are the original owner, so they can't have copyright to the screen to, like, probably the um, underlying story or book or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but if they make a screenplay, they have, to, they have the rights to that screenplay. And what they bank on is that most people don't know just because you never copyrighted it doesn't mean you can't. That's right. Because mm-hmm. once you write it and, you, and it's yours, it's mm-hmm. always going to be yours. Mm-hmm. The rights are always yours and only yours. So you could always go back and register your copyright and then go after them. But they know a lot of people aren't going to do that. That's and right. that's what they that's what that's what they screw people over because they think like oh so, and, and honestly copy, getting a copyright is not that difficult. It's like fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and it has a quick turnaround time. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier than people think, but these big companies are banking on the fact that, you that people don't know. That people don't know you. Yeah. So what did y'all think about the, some of the things he said in his speech that, you know, that he said that um, the land he bought was one of the poorest, I guess, you know, and we're paraphrasing here, like, you know, we don't really remember exactly what he said. He said just a lot. Just, he said a lot, <laughs> but he said that he got the land um, from one of the poorest part of Atlanta. And then, so I guess he used to be Confederate soldiers or something in Atlanta. And so now he is the one black man that owns um, all the land, which and has sound, sound stages and employs a lot of people and that type of thing. And he was saying also, which uh, this is the point where uh, it took a twist for people. It was like, dang, it was when he uh, said, and while you were out there uh, worrying about trying to get your seat at the table, worrying about Oscar so white, I'll be down in Atlanta or I'll be in Atlanta building my own. And I think that's what solidified it. Mm. Um, even I threw a random tweet out there, you know. But, um, yeah, that's what uh, definitely solidified it and it hit home. And I, th- I actually think it struck a chord with a lot of people. It was interesting to see a lot of the thoughts that uh, people had. It, it stirred up a lot of emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think what, what I took away from it, he was very big on encouraging people to say, like, because really when you hear about his story, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Tyler Perry literally came from nothing. Mm-hmm. At one point before he started his first stage play, he was homeless living out of a car. Mm-hmm. He literally didn't have anything. And he worked his way up to this multi-million empire. Mm-hmm. So 
when he says these things about, you know, build your own, go after your dreams, don't let anybody stop you, which is a lot of what he said last night. Mm-hmm. It's very moving because you're just, you're hearing someone say that, like, he's telling his own story and he's just like, here I was just giving stories about the things that happened in my life and look what happens. I feel like there was some shots fired in that speech, though. Definitely was. Probably was. I, was. I missed most of it, though. I should, so. Because I went to the bathroom. So I put out. All good. It was so very I, long. And kind of redundant. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, so I was on Twitter. I think uh, me and Neeks was on Twitter last night. Drew, were you on Twitter last night during the BET Awards? So we were on. Uh, it was interesting to see all the comments underneath my tweet about, um, about who I felt like he was throwing shots at. But ultimately, I think he was saying that you're worried so much to, um, about being accepted. Um, and I don't know. I worked. think he was talking about the Smiths. Well, that's what I put. That's my tweet that went viral. Is because because when you really think about it, uh, Jada was kind of championing, champion, cha- however you want to phrase it. She mm-hmm. was like spearheading that whole Oscar so white thing, and she had this like mm-hmm. whole Facebook, you know, diary, yeah. video diary about you know why mm-hmm. we should boycott which, the which Oscars. I will say, they have had their own production company, which they're partners of, called Overbrook, um, since 1997, I do believe. But at the same time, I think he was really saying was the time and the energy and the money and the resources you use, use that to stir up so much emotion at that time. And you could have all this time had your own and been doing your own TV shows. Because let's be honest, our auntie and Uncle Will, Uncle Will and my auntie Jada, they're getting kind of up there. So I think it is time to develop something I mean, that they can I that's why they're trying. You see, Will came on Instagram like a fucking force. Like mm-hmm. Will Smith is probably when, when now he's like this died down, but when he first got on Instagram, he was my favorite person on Instagram. <laughs> like, yeah. And then Jada has the red table talk, so they're yeah. trying. They're getting, I think they're late in the game, but they're trying. Yeah, they're trying, and I think they they um where I, where I really started liking them again um was when they came into the came to the defense of Jordan Woods when the Kardashians were like trying to trash her and then they brought Jordan Woods on the show okay, because so. you know they're family friends and whatnot but Do you the have mere thoughts on that I mean we don't have to talk about Jordan Woods no like, no, 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 no not Jordan Woods I was just saying the, the, no the whole situation yeah. you know what's funny y'all y'all can't see but where we at right now kind of look like the red table <laughs> <laughs> it's similar <laughs> it's, y'all can't see it's it. definitely <laughs> similar it does look like it but at first and I'm not saying that their things weren't gen- genuine, but I started putting the pieces together and how her career has blown up since that Red Table Talk, and I'm starting to kind of feel that it was orchestrated. I know that might sound weird. It definitely was orchestrated. You can see that it was. she has blown up, and now she's almost like an IG honey or, you know, or, or whatever it is. Brand Jordan? Bass- yeah. Go, if you f- go back in from when she walked in there with the, with the City Trends black dress on and the white sneakers and sat at the table, from now it's like, to now, she's definitely blown up. So I was like, is this whole thing uh, orchestrated to try and make her famous or something? So I don't know. Even more famous or whatever. So that's how I felt about it. But the Red Table Talk, I think it's cool. But I, it's just not real enough for me yet. But I do love it. I, I love that the topics that it presents, I think the most recent they had uh, polygamy. I think they were talking about our polyamorous mm-hmm. relationships most recently. But I guess for me, I don't know. I guess I want to see more real Real conversation from people that look like us every day. Like, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, they can tune into the podcast and we'll have those kind of conversations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but going back to what Tyler Perry was talking about, I mm-hmm. think that, like, there is no, like, it's it doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be us, as us meaning black people or the black mm-hmm. community, um, begging for a seat, or it doesn't have to be just us building our own. I think it has to be both. And I think that 
one of the reasons that Tyler Perry is able to have the power that he has because he was a crossover star. I thought you were going to say cross Joshua. No. Which he, I mean, he, he, he is technically. I mean, he made that movie with Kathy Bates. You don't think why people want to go see that movie because of her? Oh, Family That Praise? You know we have a strict no fraternization policy in our company. I'm well aware of it. Listen. <laughs> He's out here quoting lines. Hey, listen. That, listen. That, uh, that movie is classic. But let's put this on the flip side. I do want it because I did see some things underneath my, t- my tweet that people were talking about. They also said that although his uh, that property and land he built did bring a lot of jobs, they said it was spearheaded gentrification. He was also very problematic. He has a problematic... Uh, Tyler Perry? Mm-hmm. Of course. They said, they said the, the property or the land spearheaded gentrification in the area, which... I don't know. I feel like gentrification... It depends on what you classify it as. I mean, mm-hmm. you can kind of... It's lucky that I mean, it goes in nice with what's next on the docket, which is Nipsey Hussle, because mm-hmm. you look at what Nipsey did, and he what he essentially did was gentrification. He poured back into the neighborhood that he was in, and he started building up in that neighborhood. Yeah, but... Okay. So it's so, just like... But, but I think it was gentrification in the sense that it was to the um, betterment of the community i think oftentimes we like to um equate gentrification with um like white dominance or well that's what i'm saying that's the other type of gentrification. Um, go ahead well like i'm think what i think they're saying is and we'll get to the nipsey topic in a minute was i think nipsey was doing what i like to call urban gentrification which is like everything is pouring back into the mom and pop stores and the local community and everything I think what they're saying is that Tyler Perry spearheaded maybe where it's now there weren't any condos here. Now there's condos and my rent's going up and there weren't, you know, there weren't these type of things up here. And now everything's price is gone sky high because you brought your studio here, which was great. It employs a lot of people in the community. But as for me, the local regular guy, I might can't afford to live in this area anymore. I think it might be like just tactics in, in terms mm-hmm. of like his connection with the community. Because I'm not quite sure where Tyler Perry's from. Yeah. Exactly. Because you think about it, Nipsey. I want to say like Alabama somewhere. Okay. No, I thought it was New Orleans, Louisiana. Maybe. Yeah, I know it's down south. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's not Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, Nipsey was born, raised, and lived in the neighborhood that he helped grow up. So he knows yeah. the issues. He knew, he knew like where to put money in, where to like kind of be careful about things and stuff like that. Versus if you're coming in and just like, oh, Cancer's land, it's this historic thing, I can help this area, you may not know. Well, you know, okay. and, and, and Nipsey just didn't like build things. He also went in and he educated people that were in his community as well. You know. Right. So he wasn't and just about back, and that goes back to him being part of the community. Correct. And that yeah. he knew that this is what they needed. So yeah. in addition to helping build it up, he was just like, let's build everybody up at the same time. Yeah. I would give him a pass on that. Give him a pass. I would no Tyler Perry, like like Nipsey huh. was saying he didn't know. But mm. What what's that thing they say as uh, lawyers? No, I, ignorance from whatever is. Not I mean, a, yeah, just because you don't yeah. know about the law doesn't mean it's not. Yeah, apply. so what I'm saying ignorance is, is bliss. Yeah, it's so not bliss when it comes to law. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. just because you don't know, you. Can, oh yeah, that's true. You can violate law. It's like a prosecutor. He has so many advisors and things. I can't believe that no one surveyed the land and kind of you know because even you know. You're, and that goes back to having the right team, and it's yes. kind of like I think that's something that gets overlooked by a lot of different. Not just Tyler Perry, but other different organizations when they're trying to build, they overlook who their team is. Like you, it's it's, like, it's a balance between keeping the people around around you that have been with you mm-hmm. when you had nothing, because those are people you can trust the most. Yeah, and it's a balance between keeping those people around who they know have your back, will have your best interest at heart, mm-hmm. and having people 
who are competent. Who know the, in- who know the industry. Who are competent. Yeah. So it's always a balancing act. And it's hard to try to find people who are going to fit in and who, who, be down for you, be mm-hmm, loyal Who you trust and for, can actually do the right. job. So it, yeah. is, it is a hard balance. So it's quite possible that his advisors just didn't know. And sure. I mean, that's... Yeah. So let me throw another question. You know, yeah, it's like, because I saw this comment too. Someone said, well, he didn't create a better future for us. But what he did was solidify the richness of his son. So what do y'all really think? Because think about it. No, think about this, y'all. Um, yes, I'm working for your production company. I'm taking home maybe 35, 40, retirement and pension and all that. And that's great. But if am I able to buy stocks in your company? Am I able to invest in your company that's going to have dividends for my family in the future? Or is this just something that once your son comes of age, he gets control of it and then it's like, he runs the show, but I'm still here just making the same. But you know, we don't here. we don't know that. No, no, I'm just saying yeah. in general, just off the, what people were saying. Yeah, because there were a lot of people from Atlanta I in think, the comments underneath my tweet saying a lot of. Things, I mean, like know? if he's not giving them, I think like because mm-hmm. I know there's other bigger companies. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, good, good. Like, um, I know personally, like for companies like Best Buy, because I have family that works at Best mm-hmm. Buy, that as bonuses they give you stock in the company. Okay. So if he has a structure like that, where for, sure for high performers that you get bonus, that you get stock in the company as part of like your reward on addition to whatever check, I think it might be worth it. But of course, we don't know what that structure looks like. I, I personally don't know. No, we just playing devil's like. advocate at this point. No, but I think I agree. Like it, I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, I would have to look at what this business documents say. But that's probably something I don't feel like reading. I would never read. So, <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> Um, but if he's not, if he's like paying them below what he should be paying them and all that jazz, then yeah, that's problematic. That is very problematic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely lost my train of thought. Well, listen, y'all, he lost his train of thought because I am trying to fix me another drink. You know, it might as well be a keep it real with y'all. I do need to refill my glass. But, yeah, Tyler Perry, I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess shout out to him. You know, I think, you know, oftentimes when, when someone in our own – oh, my God. <laughs> I know Sorry, y'all hear y'all, that. I mean, it's all good. Do we you? Listen, we love y'all for Do real, you, man. sir? Come on up to us. No, but I think so oftentimes when one of us tries to do something good and in good faith, we tend to kind of just go over the deep end in terms of like, well, how is this going to benefit me? We just got to take a second and just maybe appreciate what the person is doing currently and not necessarily think about, well, can I take, you know, put stock into your business and like all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, so, so I'll pose a question to you, Drew. Mm-hmm. Do you think at this stage that he, do you think he's done enough to receive the ultimate icon award? In your opinion, just in your opinion. Um, do you think he's done now think, take the holistic mm-hmm. approach do you think overall and not just media because we're like oh the media because I don't think it was called the media award it's like ultimate icon overall mm-hmm. do you think he's done enough overall for for people in the community in general to receive that award yeah because I, I mean I okay I'll say this mm-hmm. I don't care for his work per se mm-hmm. but I do appreciate um, what it has done for people. And then, it, you know, it, it just kind of goes beyond his work. I mean, you got to also think about his, um, you know, his work in, in in the community and, like, what he's done in terms of, like, you know, giving back, you know, donations and, um, sure. you know, just, um, you know, those those various efforts. So, I mean, when you think about who, who do we have right now that, you know, in our community we can give that award to, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm hard pressed to find like another person. Can you think of anyone right now that you can no, give that to? I mean, I think Tyler Perry has done amazing. And at the end of the day, he's he's human. It's nothing. He could. I mean, he's not Jesus. He's not gonna walk on water. He's not gonna do none of that stuff. I think he does the best that he can do, and he helps um, people as much as much as he can. Have there been yeah. times? He's very philanthropic. Yeah. Have there yeah. been times like Nick said where, you know, that's the conversation for another day, but. You know, sometimes when you get to that level, sometimes people are looking at you to say stuff. And have there been times where you've been silent on issues? People definitely do. Absolutely. You know, uh, does some some of the company he keeps, are they silent on certain issues? Yes. But overall, um, I think he's deserving of the ultimate um, icon award for sure. Yeah. So we're not taking anything away from him. So, you know, congrats to him. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Yes. And like I always like to tell people, there's not a person on this planet unless you claim to be Jesus Christ that is not problematic in one way or another. (laughs) Which, um, so right after the Tyler Perry Award was presented with the Ultimate Icon Award, we see Nipsey Hussle and his mm-hmm. surviving parents, as well as Lauren London, and those were his children that were up there, correct? Don't get me to line. I, I, I think the youngest related. one, definitely. I mean, you can tell that was his mama and daddy and grandma. Definitely his mama and his daddy. For sure. He looked just like his daddy. Oh, hey, 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 you do your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was weak. First of all, when she grabbed his face, I was like, leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me tell you. No, let me tell you something. And what's funny is, but I could resonate with her as she was saying like that. I represent, I'm an African woman. And I represent the spiritual world. She said, well, I represent Africa or something. She was like, and I was like, you know what? This reminds me of my family because we find common relief. Because when she told that story. She made me uncomfortable. About the lady. She's like, and there was a and her breasts were so big. Yeah, she made me uncomfortable. They were almost <laughs> down her feet, and she felt the trip her ass over. I said, I could bang with Nipsey's mom. Because Nipsey's mom, like that story, even in grief, the fact that she could muster up some comic relief, I was rolling. She started losing me when she actually said that. I just didn't get it. I was like, what does this have to do with the story? Well, bro, you have to understand. She, if, she, <laughs> if she comes from... The realm I come from is like, yeah, it's totally random. But you're right though. On a on a stage, I kind of said that was more like a kitchen table talk or it was when, weird when we're at home. But no, but really, Drew, it wasn't weird. I think she was basically saying, um, I think in her case, I got to give her the benefit of the doubt because she's probably had to tell this story so many times. She was basically saying that that Hermes was packing up. He knew he was going to die. She knew he was going to die. Um, and she had made peace with the spirit world so that when he did go, he wouldn't linger behind um, and not go on to his next destination because of they were grieving or that they weren't at peace with it. Mm-hmm. But the way it came out, I think that's the mm-hmm. way that people didn't resonate with. Because if you're a spiritual person, you understand what she was saying. She was basically yeah. saying, listen, our body is just a little vessel that we get for a minute. It's a spirit or, you know, spiritual beings on a human journey. And then you move on to wherever you, the next turn up. The next so, turn up. Yeah, I mean, I hope that the next oh. the next life or the next venture is greater than what we've been doing. So I think that's what she was basically saying. But it went over people's head. And it was it live. Was, that's, what, that's what she was doing. Yeah, that's basically that's what, what she was saying. talking about. And I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. like you said, they were a little confused. Because she was talking about like, she felt his spirit and she knew that his spirit. Yeah, and but also, like that. that got a little weird for me. But also, it's an indication of y'all not teaching y'all kids about higher power. It's not that they got to believe in it, but... You gotta believe in something. Right. Something yeah, other than you yourself. Have, that's you for sure. You have to believe in something other than yourself. Even when you say these moons and these galaxies and stuff, something created that. If mm-hmm. you just if you walking around today just thinking that it's just you, I always think people be on like some bad edibles when they talk about that. What? 
talk about like the galaxy and the spirit this and they're like oh thank the thank the, the, the galaxy i'm like i mean for what? you know that's the, the traditional african um religion i can't think of the name is facing right now she's no she studies african science Right, and mm-hmm. that's what they do. They believe in ancestors and the spirits coming around and talking to you and protecting you. Oh, like in Black Panther? Yeah, but that's yeah. real. Yeah. That's real. And speaking mm-hmm. of African stars, y'all remember the best international act, how, um, um, let me get his name, Burna Boy's mother, first of all. Burna Boy, oh, his, now his mama I like. First of all, I have two comments <laughs> on that real quick. One, why did not the runner tell him that he was up for an award and let him lead the, let him lead the, the auditorium? <laughs> but his mother was like, I'm a sure, you know, sure as hell come up here and but that, get this award. That, that that first but that was one. I was just like, so y'all runners just trash. Because you oh, always make sure that the person who wins is, is in there. Is what I think it is. Yes. And first of all, mama said, said, just so you know, all black people, no matter where you are in the world, just know you came from Africa. Okay. Oh, so here's, shots. here's my issue with that. Okay. <laughs> because I did see a lot of people engaging in dialogue about that. For us, as multi-dimensional African Americans, I, I refer to myself as black. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been to Africa. I don't hold citizenship in any African country. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do um, realize that we, we come from that. My main issue is that it's kind of hard to tell people to remember that when we're not treated like that um, on a daily basis. Um, no, I get that. What mm-hmm. I took away from it, I completely understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. Because like, if I were to go to Africa today, then continent, I couldn't tell you which country my family is from. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you my family name. Cause yeah, I know she anyone, didn't come from, from a malicious place. No, she it, wasn't. But it I was think like, it was more like, I took it mm-hmm. I took away it as more to be uniform, unifying. Because mm-hmm. you do have blacks in different cultures and different countries who like to disassociate from the problems that other black people or other people who look like them mm-hmm. are having in their respective countries. Mm-hmm. And rather than rallying in together because mm-hmm. we all have the same issue because right. essentially that's what it is we all have the same issue well, what's the issue it, we all have the we all suffer racism no matter where we are in the we all know that i mean maybe we don't all know but no matter what culture you are in mm-hmm. having dark skin is mm-hmm. is the least yeah. desirable of, well, of, of, of any culture so you even have like colorism within like your own communities but i will say this though i did go to nigeria in october for a friend's wedding mm-hmm. and um it was one of the loveliest experiences i've ever had in my life mm-hmm. like you go out mm-hmm. there and they welcome you like they tell you welcome home as soon as you get off the 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 airplane and you're in the airport mm-hmm. they say welcome home and they don't even know where i'm from but as soon as i opened my mouth and they saw that i was american i mean they even embraced you even more so you know this idea that you know some people here just don't want to be associated with that or you know find that problematic to be associated with africa i mean i think it's very disingenuous because the people over there welcome us to you know to um to the continent so you know um I don't know. That just goes back to my point when um, when his mother said that, you know, everyone came from Africa. That's their mindset over there. Well, OK, so we're not going to dive too deep. Yeah, we're not. But I think there are some issues that go back um, that people do have a problem with. And this is long before we got here. So, number one, I think back in the day when Africans used to come here, they wouldn't typically typically attend uh, HBCUs or anything. They would attend the predominantly white schools. Yep. And they also, when that. they would, yeah, they would leave their families and then they go back and they would also make sure, even if they were, uh, like, letting their children live with families in England or other places, mm-hmm. they always made sure their kids were going to white schools. That, I think, clashed 
back in the day with us that were here and building of our own. So even though they might have been a part of the community or separate themselves, it was like, okay, you're here, but you're still trying to set a difference. Um, but also, people. I have to take mm-hmm. it, I mean, I'm going to just touch on this point, and I mm-hmm. guess one last comment in around, then we'll keep it moving, yeah. but, because um, we could probably talk about this topic all day. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it also goes back to our perception of what we look like in different parts of the world. Because mm-hmm. you have to realize that unless you live in the U.S., you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on in the U.S. You know what is what whoever the powers that be in your country choose to show you. Like, for example, I went to China, when, I went to um, a trip to China when I was in law school, and... To see that some of the questions that people were asking me, mm-hmm. because they'd never seen black people in real life before over there, a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing because they don't they don't get the exposure that we think that people do, and that, I mean, and that's why like I can understand. I see it both ways. Like of mm-hmm. course I've I've had interactions with um, first generation Nigerian Americans mm-hmm. or parents who literally immigrated here from Africa, mm-hmm. and um, seeing the difference between like who they are in their home in their African raised home mm-hmm. versus who they are in the world and how it's, how it's two different cultures. Right. Um, and I so I can see that because they do act different mm-hmm. and, and towards non like African, um, born people. I guess I just want people or anyone who have any ignorant mindset to anything. Just remember that when we, when we were set free, we did most most people didn't have an option to go back to Africa. They didn't so, know where they came from. No, you Hard know, to go back when you don't yeah. know where you come and from. And I also, I don't remember reading any stories about any ships waiting to take us back to Africa either. I think the people that did go back had to store away on ships or anything like that. So yeah, there, wasn't, like, there wasn't any resources. Take, you know, you got to kind of take a part in the blame of things a little bit too now. But you know, so. you know, idiots are not, you know, they're not special to the United States. They exist all over the world. That's true. So, uh, so keeping it moving, going back to Nipsey Hussle, we talked a little bit about his mother and his um, his father giving the remarks. Lauren London just saying, you know, the marathon continues. And then we had a video tribute by John Legend, DJ Khaled, Master Ambrosia. Well, actually, that was a, song, a musical tribute. I apologize. Um, what do you guys think about that performance, his uh, tribute performance? I think, I don't know. I might have went to the bathroom. Oh, that means it wasn't memorable. (laughs) And listen, and our thoughts, let me tell you something. Our thoughts are not connected to Nipsey. Love Nipsey. Love everything he did. But some stuff, like, it just... I just just want to put this out there on the table and just leave it there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't have to discuss it. But I almost feel like when Nipsey died, that's when people started celebrating him. Because honestly, I can maybe list maybe just one song. And it wasn't until he passed away where everyone started, you know, hopping on his jock. And I'm just like, I can't, I'm not going to ride this wave of let's honor him at the BET Awards and like do all, you know, do, mm-hmm. you know, do this whole tribute. I just don't, I just think it's just, to me, I think it's fake. Because I honestly think if, if Nipsey was alive, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have won that. I think was it like best, best hip hop award or something. He would have been nominated. Best male. We wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about Nipsey Hussle. I think he would still be trying to you know become mainstream. Yep. I, although I you know he he's well known out in the West, but yeah, I think I had had it, the West Coast known yeah. Him. But had he still been alive, in my personal opinion, I don't think he would be as talked about now. Um, you know, alive. So but I think that's a culture problem. And I think that's what made it a wake yeah. up call for me because I think people were shocked because they the most outpouring I saw were people who were famous and knew him personally. Yes. And they were talking yeah. about how he was doing all this great work. He was such a great person. I love talking to him. This and the other, and I never got a chance to tell him. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when you start seeing people like, okay, there's this resurgence of we need to get people flowers when they, when they deserve them because mm-hmm. we should have been talking about Give them their flowers while they're alive. Right, while thing. they can still yep. smell them because we, they, they, they even admitted it, some of these other um, bigger names and celebrities saying that they should have been made his, talked about him whenever they could because they realized, they knew his work, they met him, they knew him as a person, mm-hmm. and they just, but the for problem, whatever reason, just Well, just to piggyback anything. off what Drew said, Drew's right because there is a moment, I don't know if y'all saw the pre-show, did y'all see the pre-show? Mm-hmm. Um, I, the pre-show. I think that was uh, Kalut. I'm going to take BT, um, BT and doses. Terrence J, Karuchi, Kaleidoscope. Oh, Karuchi, Chan. Yeah, I think it was I call her like Kaleidoscope. So they were on the carpet and they were like, oh, this year the carpet is blue. For Nipsey. And then they had Terrence J doing like this thing, like he was bopping to a song, but it just, it came off like fake. Y'all kind of like, like y'all know when almost like when somebody dies and then someone they didn't like comes to their funeral, it's like, why, why are you here? Yeah. Like, I that, didn't that, see it, the, I didn't realize there was a blue carpet. Not that Terrence J is fake. It just came off like y'all, y'all don't hard. know this song. Y'all really don't. Y'all really don't feel what you're trying to get us to think you feel, and it just like. It's just too much, man. It's too much, like oh Nipsey this, Nipsey that. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, you know, rest in peace to him. You know, and. You know, he, you know, he definitely was a force in, in the community out there in the West, but I didn't know half the stuff of what they talked about until he died. And my main thing, and here's I mean, why I have fair. a really that's big honest. issue with yeah. it is, if you're going to do all that for Nipsey, and we and, we, and I, like I said, I personally, I, I like Nipsey, I, I appreciate his work, everything done, but Aretha got nothing. And I understand that she got a 24-hour funeral that we all sat, <laughs> <laughs> we all sat and watched. Let's talk about how my grandmother made me turn that thing on. And we sat there all day and I, watched no, it. No, I sat up there all day and watched it, but I also feel like... She, she had a wardrobe changes, and too. And then she had the, the nerve. She did. But then I got rather had the nerve to tape it. So I want to watch it later. Nothing, so for, nothing for Aretha, y'all. I was starting to think, actually, that was my comment was going to be with that. I think BT is just trash doing tributes. Yeah. They are. Yeah. That's just are. in general. They are. So then after the Nipsey, that was pretty much it, except for the closing out of the show mm-hmm. with Johnny Gill... Doing the quintessential DC classic before I let go the the, the go go you, you know what? Can I? It sounded so good. Like you and know, the Beyonce out. one is a bop, but it's nothing like the original man. Like when it's you not. you know, and right. you know, she did her own little spin to it, but but that performance at got, the end. I love they got Johnny Girl to come out and sing it, and it wasn't yeah. like cause I mean, we've, I'm used to hearing it with the go go beat over it. That was so a good let out. It was like yeah, was I wish they would have the seen show. more of it. I wish it could have been in the show more, mm-hmm. but more go go. Yeah. More go-go. I love oh, go-go. I would have been nauseous. Hey. Once I realized what the beat was, I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, you, you never heard the go-go version of Lloyd Laid Down? I haven't heard of go-go anything. Oh, bro. <gasps> you need to log off this podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Listen, after, listen after, after we done, we going we have to hit Drew. He don't, listen, Lloyd Laid Down, go-go version? Listen, bro. Oh, Ashley Lloyd? Simpson Lloyd. sounded better oh. on the go-go beat than she did on her Ashley own Ashley Simpson? Mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson's sister. Oh. She had this song, and it sounded so much better with, under over a go-go beat than it did in this original song. Oh. I mean, she didn't sanction it or anything. She knows not what go-go does. The like, only time I listen to through. go-go is if it's by accident. What's your favorite go-go song? I don't know any. That's what I'm Sexy trying to tell you. Lady. Oh, yeah, that I know. But but that's if Give I'm turning to like 95.5 or I'm walking down yeah, uh, near yeah, Howard, near the Metro uh, PCS. <laughs> that's the only time I listen to go-go is by accident. <laughs> don't mute DC. Say it again. Don't mute yeah, don't it. mute it, but I just don't listen to it, period. So uh-huh. it's already muted for me. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> wow. Listeners, DC. Yeah, don't write me. 
Yeah, don't write him, please. But we love you. Don't mean DC. But we do want you to write us, though. Because uh, I guess after this episode, we have the launch of our episode one, right? So we yeah. want fo- so, so we want to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, should we give them the email address? Yes. So uh, we'd love to uh, hear from you if you have any questions um, for us, any words of wisdom, or if you have questions that you would like for us to answer in terms of advice, you can reach us at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can visit our IG page, slide in our DMs, right? Wink, wink. At it goes down the DMs. It goes down in the DMs. Oh. <laughs> oh. But the Instagram handle and our Twitter handle is uh the NDX pod. That's T H E N D X P O D. The Ritz Carlton preferred. But anyway, how are we gonna <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So listen y'all, so this is one of the best uh BT awards in years. So just to wrap it up, I just wanna hear the personal thoughts from each of y'all. It doesn't have to be long about what direction because as you can see that they're trying to do something different with BET I don't really know what it is they didn't give us a clear vision I know what it is okay well what do y'all think is going to be and the, I like next, it. the next version or what do you think BET could do to finally come into the future and be something a massive force so Drew um, I think what's been working for BET thus far is incorporating some nostalgia into the show okay. so having some acts from the 90s mm-hmm. just come on stage whether it's a um whether you're honoring them or if it's like a set like how I think it was in 2015 when a bad boy had a set it was lit like that whole that whole award show was lit when um, Diddy came out and Faith Evans yeah, and 112 and the, bad boy means, the locks right? yeah you know so and to me you know it because when you think about it those who are tuning in like you have like the the young the current generation of folks um, you know trying to listen in to all the babies that are out there you know like little baby baby daddy like whoever <laughs> whoever these rappers are but um but when you hit us with some some you know some faith evans or some you know you know whoever like i think you know it it it, it kind of brings all of the viewers together and then you know it just makes for a great show so i think if, if bt stays on the train of um keeping it current but then also it's just sprinkling some of that nostalgia i think you know i think they got something on their hands right there no i agree with that i think definitely doing the sandwiching effect of doing like something new something old something new something old so that one the younger viewers the people who are just now coming into their own age the gen zers if you if you will oh gen zers whatever they're called generation z the um, the younger than millennials oh okay (laughs) i think they're called generation behind us yeah (laughs) no gen z um so they get a little taste of what we like because they like to the, the make us feel like we're super old. We are not that old. Yeah, yeah. Because, and that's another thing too. I think like like Drew was saying, um, not to jump too far into it, but like they don't know about the 2003 James Brown performance of Michael Jackson. They don't know about Missy Elliott and Lose Control. Like mm-hmm. that's stuff that Missy. they don't mm-hmm. know because BET, I wish, I'm going to tell you what I wish BET would do. Start playing like maybe uh, a marathon the week before BT or a marathon of all the ones starting with the first one that used to be hosted by like Steve Harvey and Cedric the Entertainer back in the day. The only thing is that they do that, they're gonna have to show that there was some quite some time where it was shitty. That was when Marlon Wayne's was on there. Because <laughs> well, yeah, right. BT used to be late. That's where we got yeah. the little yeah, Ken BT moment. Were, yeah. We had some moments of the yeah, BT, BT yeah. But real. then there was a few, quite a few years it was real shitty and people were like, why am I watching? <laughs> I think Jamie Foxx hosted one year, and that was a snooze fest. Yeah. Didn't he host? Yeah, he I feel like he hosted, and I was just he boring. Was, mm-hmm. But um, 
I think what well, what I think they could do is definitely bring back Monique. Oh, I love Regina Hall, but uh, I definitely want to see Monique. I definitely want to see like more creative hosts or people that you wouldn't think mm-hmm. would be hosts. I think that's um, definitely different. Like um, like you both said, the nostalgia, bring back that mm-hmm. piece, bring back those classics. You know, I would have even I know it's totally random, but. I would even love like maybe Anita Baker, like something like that, like to host. No, not to host. Oh. Like, like, like Meeks was saying, nostalgia. Bring back those oh, moments yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Th- when they close out or go to commercial. Like maybe somebody random singing a yeah. tribute to Anita Baker or something, so that it's connecting, like you said, the old generation with the new. I do like the direction that they're going, um, but I definitely think, like you said, they have to reach out and they have to get more people than the, the faces we're used to seeing. Yeah. Um, just don't ask um, Alicia Keys to, also, ho- to host yeah. like the Grammys. I would love to see more quality programming. We get a lot of reality and pseudo-reality on BET, but I would love to see more. Bring back the college hills of the world. Bring, bring back, back like, Rap City, the basement. Yes, that's this all I wanted to say. To bring back some music Bring videos. back Big Tigger. But it's not on. Shout out to you, Big It Tigger. wouldn't be authentic. Because yes, you have mumble rappers now. No, no, yes, it would. Because we there are still battle like, rappers. No, Megan Thee Stallion in the. Okay, and then them. who else other than Megan? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Challenge people to have to show us your talent. Yeah. Show us what? No, show us seriously. Show us why we're giving you our dollars. They get my dollars. Your streams, you think not? You you giving them your money that way. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Show us why we're giving you these streams. I like to see Cardi. I like to see you go in on a freestyle if you can by yourself, like just a random beat and see what you do. It was like something so authentic. I think they can bring that back. I wouldn't even mind 106 and Park coming back. Get free, even if AJ doesn't want to do it. Get free and but he's in some hot water. Anyway. As long as he's not bad. Well, yeah, bad. Well, bad. Well, 106 can go. <laughs> uh, I just think what I'm saying is I think they're missing out on the opportunity to connect with young people and when i say young i mean like that 24 to 35 like area where it's like it's a bunch of people where we want to see people that are our age talking about things we don't want to see them where they're so far old or so far young where we feel disconnected and sometimes i think that's um that's what happens but overall i love the direction they're going in yeah all right i think that's all we have to say y'all oh yeah we love y'all for listening though Drew, anything to say? To no, people? just thank you guys for rocking with us for a second. Um, I guess kind of sneak peek of what we got coming up. But um, the next episode, we're going to hit you with it. So yeah, it's going to be fire. Segments, These are just teasers, all of know? this is more just this, to get to know us a little bit. Type yeah, of and talk about the BET Awards because you know, we felt that was important. So I guess we out of here, right? Yeah, this is a little podcast foreplay for you. We're going to keep it. Podcast foreplay. Yeah, okay. I'm actually Goodbye, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Peace.